0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates' national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. He's been working hard this whole season, uh, like all our guys have. Um, he knows where he needs to improve. we spent a lot of time talking to him about uh, those areas um, talk to him about the year one and year two jump, um, and it's it's a real thing. I think he's you know he's more comfortable with just his surroundings, uh, more comfortable um, you know being in a huddle, uh, giving a cadence, going through his communication, you know things like that. That's Dolphins coach Brian Flores from the Joe Rose Show on W. What is it? 790 QAM. It's QAM. I'm on there every Friday. It's QAM. Jeez. Sorry, Joe. Joe, yeah. I've known Joe for years. Joe's yeah. one of the early adopters of PFT back in the old days of the website. Uh, Joe's been good to us over the years. QAM. So been- I don't know why I'm doubting that. I'm pretty sure it's QAM. I- I am. Yeah. All right. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, Joe. He doesn't like you as much as he tried. I tried too hard (laughs) to be good to my buddy Joe Rose. Uh, Anyway, I'll talk to Joe Friday. Usually, right after the show, I go on with Joe and Zach Krantz. Okay. So that's Brian Flores talking about Tua Tagovailoa. Knows where he needs to improve. Uh, Look, I, I, we have a hard time getting past what happened last year. You get into a tough spot in a game. Rookie quarterback, trying to get his feet wet trying to learn the ropes, trying to get some reps, trying to get to the point where the game slows down, and he gets yanked for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, Surely that's not going to happen this year. If it happens this year, Chris, there's a problem. Yes. If Jacoby Brissett comes into the games this year as the relief pitcher for Tua Tagovailoa, there's a problem. This is the year where it's Tua start to finish every game barring injury And let's see what he's got. Yeah, listen, I I mean, I'm not giving
1: up on Tua. I know I've been one of those that, you know, wasn't the biggest fan of him coming out in the draft and all those things. But there was still a lot of good. And, hey, listen, like, you're right. We had those concerns for a reason. But also those concerns, you know, uh, arose from the fact that, damn, Greer and Flores just – they built a damn good team and it turned it around in a hurry. I I, I mean, I think that's part of it too when you just take it in – in, in its context as a whole, I mean, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick, that team kind of came together, I think, a qu- quicker than a lot of us thought. We thought, hey, Miami was on the right track, but I don't think we expected last year, any of us, to be sitting there going, whoa, Miami's 5-2, and two, and they look like they're legit. You know, that's that changed things. And, of course, then that put more pressure onto it. So it wasn't the easiest situation, I think, if we're going to be totally fair to him to kind of come into that and have to take that over and have the pressure of that. Obviously, he wasn't as NFL-ready as Ryan Fitzpatrick. But, yeah, I think, too, to add to that, you know, and there's, like, the things to, to say, hey, that was tough for him. But the other aspect is, yeah, we need to see more of him. There's no doubt. There was lack of aggressive decisions, lack of aggressive throws and, you know, inconsistency in moving the ball, especially through the air at times. And that's where we really want to see him improve and and take off as that franchise
0: type guy. By the way, it is 560 the Joe WQAM. Brian Flores was on the Joe Rose show. I finally got it right. Better never than late. Anyway, Miles Gaskin running back on the Miami Dolphins. Here he is talking about the team's new approach on offense and the key word is new
1: it's definitely different it's a whole new playbook it's it's not the same as last year's but it's not I mean like I said it's still early still picking it up so I mean I think everybody's just very open-minded and just kind of just soaking it all in right now so
0: whole new playbook for a team that was on the cusp of the playoffs last year. Chris, what what needs to change? What would you change about the Dolphins offense?
1: Well, I, I know I'm, I'm interested to see where that's going to go. Now, is that going to be more like RPO stuff that he kind of did in college and was very successful there at Alabama? That, to me, was the first thing I thought of when I heard those comments, that maybe there's going to be some more of that infused into the game plan and everything like that. Uh Now, they got co-offensive coordinators. I mean, they got George Godsey and and Studsville who are ones a run game and pass game coordinator. So I don't know exactly what to expect as far as the approach of their football team. I can say this. Like, they can build an offense with the personnel they have right now to where it shouldn't feel like Tua's got to be the guy that's got to carry the squad. I mean, they got offensive linemen galore in Miami. So they should be able to run the ball and be balanced that way. But I would think there's going to be more moving parts with the fact that, hey, Tua, another year in the NFL, knowing the system better, a guy like Jalen Waddell involved now, what he can bring to the table, you know, and then just pushing Tua to learn more, I would think that adds more wrinkles and a little more depth to the playbook, and maybe that's what they're they're speaking of there in Miami.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to tell until we start to see it. I know. This is a team that's trying to bust through that, you know, Brian Flores I think has been a great coach and I think he's got the potential to become one of the best coaches in football but they, they, they've got to find a way to take the next step. Last year it felt like they were going to take it. They just fell short of qualifying for that seven team field in the AFC and this year they got to get over the top. Let's take a look at their their position groups. Hey, look, we, we know where they are at quarterback. They're going to ride with Tua. We think Jacoby Brissett not on the field unless Tua Vailoa is injured. But yeah. at the running back position, we heard from Miles Gaskin. They have Malcolm Brown, Savan Ahmed, Jared Dokes, a rookie. W- w- what? Okay, Nothing you know, jumps just, I've, out. I've, I've, no. Yeah. It's, it's, it's underwhelming yeah. ground.
1: It's, it's it's almost. Isn't like,
0: this what the Patriots have done? I mean, Brian Flores comes from New England. It's a revolving door of guys that have a role, and there isn't that stud. Every down, tailback on the roster.
1: Exactly right. I I think that's exactly what it is there. You know, they got a guy like Malcolm Brown who's been around and done that. They'll be able to trust him. The Salvin Ahmed, you know, he did a good job last year. But you're right. I don't think you're ever going to see them stuck with a big money running back there in Miami. It is the New England approach. Wait, this week we want to go outside and run outside zone more. All right, let's use our running back that's good at doing that. You know, this week we're going to run, you know, in between the guards and, and pull linemen. All right, this this running back's better at doing that. You know, this is going to be a pass game week. Yeah, I would think that's ty- kind of the platooning they're going to do there. But I still think it's – I mean, it's going to be an important part of their team. I have a hard time thinking Flores, defensive coach, all the assets they've put in to, you know, it's, it's first round, second round offensive linemen all over that that offensive line there to where I would think they're going to run the ball, and it's going to be a major part
0: of how they play overall on a week-to-week basis. And, you know, when you look beyond the the running backs, the receivers – they got some impressive talent. Yeah, now, you got to keep them healthy. Yeah. They added Will Fuller, who's still got to do the back end of a PED suspension and then stay healthy right. after that. Devontae Parker's been a guy who's been up and down, but lately it feels like more up than down. Jalen Waddle, they pounced on him with the sixth overall pick in the draft. They've got Yakeem Grant, Lynn Bowden, Albert Wilson, who had his moments in Kansas City. That's right. Uh, Mike Gusecki and Durham Smythe, Hunter Long, a rookie at tight end. They, they got some decent targets for Tua tonga It's not quite the Daniel Jones no excuses crew, but, but, it's close. but it's a pretty good group. Yeah, agreed.
1: You're right. That's the best way to put it. It's not like no excuses, but you can't look at it anymore and go, oh, man, they, they need help. But there's, there's issues here. You know, you're right. I mean, Devontae Parker, it, it's it's two years in a row of very high level play. You just gotta stay healthy all the way, like you're talking about. Preston Williams is another guy that you know pops for them when he's healthy and does things. Gasecki, you mentioned him, he's really talented. You know, so yeah, there is weapons. Hey, Mac Collins isn't a bad back end guy. There's plenty of depth here. I mean, I think when you just take Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle. That's a pretty impressive 3. And then when William Fuller gets back in the mold or the you know in the in the in the rotation there, whoa. I mean, that's four guys where you got two guys with great size, two other guys who can really fly and put pressure on a defense vertically and all those type of things. I think it's, you know, not a top 5 group, but I think it's top half of the league as far as that's concerned for sure.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a group of receivers that that will give Tua Tonga-Vailoa opportunities to become the guy that they thought he was going to be when they made him the fifth overall pick in the draft the offensive line is a key component to whatever they're going to do run the ball pass the ball as it always is and the better they are the more they're overlooked unless they're dominant but for just a good offensive line you never even pay attention because you're paying attention to the guys running the football and catching the passes where do you put their group in relation to everyone else
1: well it's it's like a a potential group i think the way is you know i look at it right now as far as got like young budding talent to where you kind of saw it coming together at the end of last year and you know that's where you just look at it and go wow i mean this is a pretty damn good group across the line there get a matt scura in there to, to be a little veteran leader at the center position coming from Baltimore. But I think everything else, I mean, wow, what's what's not to say or like about it? And really, like, Jesse Davis was a guy that we don't have on that graphic there because they drafted Liam Eikenberg in the second round. I, Jesse Davis was really good for them last year. I would think he's going to start, and Liam Eikenberg is going to be at the guy that's going to have to earn his way there. So uh, their offensive line, like, again – Another one, maybe like the receivers, Mike, where you just go, you know, it's not top five in football, but it's very talented and top half. And maybe at the end of this year with those young guys and everything like that, it does get into the borderline top five conversation. It has that type of
0: potential, and I think that's why you you should be excited about that group for sure. They get their chance right out of the gates to show what they can do against New England uh, week one. I think they play the Patriots week one and week two. 18. Seven, eighteen, eighteen. <laughs> yes. Start 18. the season, right? End the season. That 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 week eighteen. That's harder for me than adjusting eight and eight to eight and nine or nine and eight or six and eleven or whatever else adds up to seventeen. Uh, the front seven defensively: Christian Wilkins, Raquan Davis, Emmanuel Ogba, Andrew Van Ginkle, Jerome Baker, Bernardrick McKinney. Where wh- where are they in your estimation relative to the rest of the NFL? Ooh,
1: I, 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 the front sevens. It's got it all. I mean, for, for me, the only thing it was missing was a pass rusher, and they got the best pass rusher in the draft, in the first, in the top 20 picks with Jalen Phillips. They killed it. But there's like, there, there's nothing to look at to where you look at their football team on the front seven. They got versatility, they got size, they got speed, they got everything as far as that's concerned. You know, a, another good defense end in an Emmanuel Ogba who can do everything. You see him there hitting the Bengals quarterback. But I think that Flores has this defensive roster just where he wants it. It's very New Englandy, where, oh, wait, we're playing a team this week that likes to do three and four receivers. All right, we got the secondary to match up and all these linebackers, we can move them all around and do that. Oh, no, this week, we're playing the Ravens and we need to get big and stop the run. Hey, no problem. We got Christian Wilkins, who we drafted in the first round a few years ago, and Raquan Davis, a second round pick from two years ago at Alabama, where I go, good luck moving those two big suckers in the middle. So they got it all. And then got a Benardjic McKinney in a trade to be their Dante Hightower thumping middle linebacker. That's where I keep coming back to the phrase of like the Dolphins of like brilliant roster building brilliant vision for the team with the coach and the GM of just coming together and I mean it it just to me it's building a masterpiece down here as far as the way the coach coaches and what he wants to go along with it
0: yeah and it really does feel like a lot of that New England DNA in the division and the Dolphins trying their damnedest to compete with the Patriots and the Bills and hold off the Jets uh, while they're at it. You mentioned the secondary Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, Justin Coleman, Eric Rowe, Javon Holland, and Jason McCourty just signed recently in free agency. Woo! Um, good enough on the back end? Woo!
1: I mean, special. I-, I think it's special. When you take, you know, Byron Jones, um, you know, Xavier Howard, their first round pick from two years ago, you know, out of Auburn, uh, who I'm not going to say his name because I'm going to get scared to say it, it, it you know, uh, Noah uh I, I, I'm, I need yeah, to practice Yeah, that's not even it. close. Yeah, I know it's not. That's not even close. Either way, he did really well. You got them. They drafted a Javon Holland in the second round who, for my money, was one of the two or three best safeties in the draft. I mean, they again, it's just like the front seven. They got everything you want. Oh, it's Oh, okay, you want to play four receivers? Oh, we got 4 DBs. We can match you up. play man to man. We can still blitz, do all these crazy things, you know? Oh, we got extra safeties cuz it's only two receivers and maybe you got some versatile tight ends. You know, there's there's really not a weakness there that I look at that, you know, that pops out to you. I think the cornerback position is as strong as there is in football as far as a team is concerned. Safety was one you looked at a little bit, but with the drafting of Holland and the Eric Rowe back there, it's pretty damn group down there. Pretty damn good group they got down there in
0: Miami. Your pronunciation of the name was so bad; it had Igu the Igu effect banier? on the, like, What is it? No, Igbenogany. It's Igbenogany. Yes. but it had the effect temporarily of that little red light in Men in Black, where it erases your brain. Like you erased, <laughs> you erased the proper Look pronunciation from my mind, and right. I had to regroup. Look so into this yeah, little no, red no, light. Hig-Banog- Look Hig-Banog- over Hig-Banog- here. Sorry, Noah. Yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah. I, didn't mean to, I don't mean to be disrespectful when I do that. I need practice with names like that sometimes, and I, then I choke on live TV. Uh, so sorry.
0: Um, all right. Uh, so overall, I, I'm, I'm fascinated about what the Dolphins can do. We right? saw some flashes, too. Yeah. I really wish. I really wish. And, and Brian Flores said this last year. I really wish they would go back to the old uniforms. The, the, they are the one team whose alternate uniforms are so much better, like it's night and day difference between the alternate uniforms and the regular uniforms. And Flores wants the old uniforms, and he's made it clear that this is a Stephen Ross decision. Stephen, if you're listening, and if you are, God, how did you get so successful if you're watching us? But if you're listening, go back to the old uniforms. That one stinks. It stinks. It stinks. The other one is awesome. It, it uh, I don't mind. This is the one you like is. right here awesome. right, with the gray face awesome. mask and all that. I, I yes. mean, I'm with
1: you. I like that better, the stripes, the gray face mask. I mean that's that's special. That's, you know, Zonka and Bob Greasy to me. I'm The logo,
0: it. it's the logo the too. Logo the logo is the, the great. The old school dolphin you're Embrace right. it, the dolphin wearing the helmet, he's ready to play. You're Put right. Me in, coach. He's ready to
1: play ball. Let's go. That's when they were winning Super Bowls, is when they were wearing that. So I don't know, you're right. I'd probably, you know, err on going back to that as well. But like really, Mike, I mean, you know, we just talked about their team and we kind of talked about them in a pretty glowing fashion there. Like what do you what do you what do you expect? They have a tough first five games, and my computer is crapped out on me, and I can't pull up the schedule right now. But I know it's tough because I remember. There we go. There it is. Look at that, Kristen on the spot. But what are you feeling from this team this year? You think in playoffs for sure?
0: Well, we, we are going to learn a lot from them the first five weeks of the season. Yeah. And, you know, they go to London week six. Oh. And they don't have a buy right after it. Peter King explained in Football Morning in America they didn't want a bye after it. They come back and they play the Falcons, who are coming off of a bye post their game in London. The Dolphins are one of the teams that have that very late week 14 bye. But, yeah, we're going to find out a lot from them early. Now, it could be a thing where they kind of fall off, but then the schedule softens. Jaguars, Falcons, Texans, Jets, and, and maybe they make a run late. But, hey, that's not an easy schedule. I I think that that they're one of these teams that I'm going to be watching, though, to bust through to the playoffs because every year there's turnover. There's seven spots now, and this is a team that almost made it last year. It all comes down to Tua, though. This is either going to be Tua steps up and becomes the guy they thought he was going to be and matches Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, or the Dolphins decide after this year, let's use some of that draft capital that we continue to build, and let's go out and either trade for Deshaun Watson or maybe one of the other guys who ends up being disgruntled. But Deshaun Watson, I think, continues to be at the top of the list. Yeah, And and you still can't – think about this. How would you feel about the Dolphins if you found out by the 4th of July that they were trading for Deshaun Watson?
1: Oh, I mean, it's it, to me, then it's like, whoa, they could be a Super Bowl contender. You know, it, it, I, I don't want to say it's like it's, it's a Super Bowl contender, but it, it, I almost feel a little bit like, Brady and the Bucks a little bit, like, whoa, the team's talented. Can they just come together, you know, in time and get it all together in time to not lose too many games and still get in the playoffs, right? That's kind of how I would feel. I really would, but I would go, oh, my gosh, watch out for the future because I do think Miami's building something special, and I think you're right with the Tua thing. I, I don't ever like to put it all on the quarterback, but where I just put it on Tua here to, to your point is – you know They won so many games last year in a way where they had to manage the quarterback and manage the game perfectly. The defense had to play great. The special teams had to play great. Flores had those great blitzes he had for a while there. Remember where they went through that stretch of like Sean McVay and the Rams and everybody was flustered by some of the things they were doing? It's just too hard to win like that on a week-to-week basis in the NFL. And that's where the quarterback can take pressure off of all of that. To where, okay, not everything has to be exactly perfect every week. And if Tua can do that, then I say, whoa, watch out. And Miami will be for real and in the playoffs.
0: And, and remember, if they would get Deshaun Watson, whoever gets him, he's looking at a suspension. Even if all the cases get resolved, the criminal investigation ends, he's still looking at something. And, and people around the league are thinking four to six games. So they'd have to get through that tough stretch to start the season without him. And who knows when they would even work him into the mix in 2021 if they end up trading for him but whether it's this year or next year they continue to be on that short list of teams that may end up with them and that would change everything in miami if it would happen all right when when we return uh we're going to change things up chris got an important mailbag question yesterday i <laughs> can't believe for it. chris sims unbuttoned we're going to have some fun with it here when pft live continues we'll be right back Coming July twenty third on the networks of NBC, the Tokyo Olympics, delayed by a year because of the pandemic, but arriving very, very soon. Can't wait for that. And all the various events of the summer version of the Olympics. Many, many more events in the real Olympics versus the Winter Olympics, by the way. The Winter Olympics coming during football season, technically, wrapped around the Super Bowl this year. So that's, oh, that's exciting right. as well. Yeah. Um, one of the events not in the Olympics should of be either type uh, <laughs> Marcel Martinez on Twitter asked you the question yesterday for Chris Sims Unbutton which quarterback head coach team combo would be the last one standing in a Royal Rumble fight and I'm not entirely clear on the rules of the Royal Rumble apparently guys are are introduced into the mix right. As I'm time not, goes by, not all lumped in together. I guess a battle royal is when they're all in there together from the get go.
1: Well, I, I get, yes, you're right. You're right. I think that's how it works. Listen, if we just had a tag team tournament, right, where you just went like, here, you know, and we're going to whittle it down, I don't know. That's where it was a funny question we got on Ask Me Anything on the, the podcast yesterday. And it, it was, it made me think. It makes you think because, yeah. You do have to take into account, you know, the matchup as in totality, I guess, is what we, we kind of got into. Yeah, you got some where the coaches is, is clearly like Dan Campbell is the man, but, you know, is Jared Goff going to match up with, you know, some of the other bigger, stronger quarterbacks in football? I don't know. You got to take that into account. So, like, who's your money on there, Florio?
0: Well, and, and if... I, see, I don't understand what the rule would be. Is it just if one of the guys gets thrown out of the ring, you're out? Or do both have to get thrown out? Because I'll take Dan Campbell and anyone. I'll take Dan Campbell and me. Because Dan Campbell is not coming out of that ring. I, I know. So, well, what do you uh,
1: mean? Until Mike Vrabel shows up, he might, that might change things a little. And then it comes down to Tannehill and golf. And that's where you go, I don't know. So that's where it gets fun. Like, and that's where you go, okay, that's not good. But then you throw Mike Tomlin in the mix there and you go, okay, yeah, he's not Ray Bull or Dan Campbell, but he's going to be able to hang in there. And now big Ben jumps in there. Watch out. I think he's ready to go. He might wreck some people. So that's where I came to my, I thought the best overall combo was Mike T and big Ben because of their, because of their size and their ferociousness and, yeah, I think Mike Tomlin's uh, one of the tougher, stronger coaches in, in the NFL. Well,
0: well, get, getting Roethlisberger out of the ring would be the equivalent of Hulk Hogan <laughs> body-slamming Andre the Giant in WrestleMania 3 <laughs> You're funny. Right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, is, <laughs> am I wrong? <laughs> he's a big dude. The group. guy's a giant.
1: I know. Well, when, he's a giant. When you think about the quarterbacks, you know, you jump in right away. And, of course, Cam jumps to your mind. Big Ben jumps to your mind. Josh Allen, he's just like them. That was another, I thought, under-the-radar group. Because you know McDermott's a scrapper, right? That Irish name, and I believe he's got like a a wrestling background and looks like an Army drill sergeant anyway. So you just know he's going to be tough. You know, he's going to know like, I'll put you in a half Nelson, sir, or something like that. I mean, so, I don't know, just a fun exercise. But I think those are the ones that jumped out to me more than any. More than any.
0: I wouldn't sleep on John Harbaugh and Lamar yeah, Jackson. Yeah, I agree. Cuz Harbaugh Harbaugh not messing around.
1: No, you're right. Harbaugh, I mean, yeah, he probably had a fight Jim for the last piece of steak at dinner growing up, so he's ready to go for sure. I'm with you. What what do you,
0: what, what
1: what about Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow? <laughs> he's not the quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is, okay? Sorry. Sorry. All right. <laughs> he can create a lot more arm speed with his with his right hook than Tebow's left. So I I like Trevor's uh his ability more
0: (laughs) some of the some of these other ones make me laugh uh especially when you consider the age of the coaches however there's a video making the rounds of Pete Carroll trying to force a fumble during mini camp rookie mini camp from one of the players And, and and this this is the strangest disconnect we've talked about this before when you get Pete Carroll on a football field he's 25 the moment the football field is out of the picture He's 95. There's no middle ground, right? There,
1: there isn't. You're right. It's like all of a sudden he walks out the field and he slouches over and his skin becomes more wrinkly and all of a sudden he's like a different guy. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, what is, but, wait, is he, and he's 69 years old today. Am I correct about that? Is that did I see his birthday is today?
0: I, think I don't know girls- if he's 69 today, but he is 69. No, okay. his birthday is September 15 because it's the same day as my son's. Where the hell did so I So will be 70 September 15th. It. Okay. It's the video pointing out that he's 69. Oh, that's what it as was. As he's wrestling with a player wearing a helmet yeah. trying to get him to fumble the football. Right. And right. doing a pretty good job of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, he, he gets in there and gets in the mix for sure. He does. It's funny watching him throw the football and chew that gum and everything like that. What about McCarthy and Dak? That was another one I thought. You know, McCarthy's got a little I, size. Dak's got some strength. Be hard
0: to move. Yeah. I, I was just looking at Frank Reich and Carson Wentz. That's cause, another cause good Reich's one. Reich's got that quarterback body where you don't realize he's, he's a big giant until you get up next right.
1: to him. Right. I think you're right. That's one I think I slept on yesterday. I didn't think about that. I mean, Wentz. I mean, he's a big he's Paul Bunyan. I mean, Wentz, you put on a flannel shirt on him and an axe and I'd go, Dad, yeah, that's Paul Bunyan. And Frank Reich is yes, a big dude. You're right. That that'd be a pretty good pretty good group right there.
0: How would Kyle be in that setting? He's the, <laughs> uh, he's skinny.
1: I know. I'd like to see Vrabel and Dan Campbell just take him and throw him into the seventh row. That's what I'd like to see. out of that. <laughs> get out of here, you skinny punk, and
0: throw him out of here. That's what I'd like to it'd see. It'd be <laughs> it'd be Rocky Three when uh, Thunderlips right, played by right. Hulk Hogan yeah. throws Rocky out of the ring. <laughs> Shanahan's a scrapper uh, though. Uh, he's a
1: tough. He'll like he'll get thrown into round f- you know uh, row five. But he'll, like, get up and run right back in there like some psycho. Like, that's, that is that is his attitude for sure.
0: If he's got that hat on, then that, that gives him an extra level of – That's like Pete Protection. Carroll going to the football field. It's just <laughs> yeah. an extra level of juice that's going <laughs> to enter the, the show. Uh, who, who do you look at and say, this is without question, those two would be the first ones out? Oh, gosh, that's horrible. Um, mm. Anybody jump to your mind there? Yeah, I mean, I hate to I hate to say it. I hate to say it because you start looking at the older coaches, but you know, uh, you know, David Culley and and whoever the quarterback in Houston's going to be, we don't All even right. know who it's going to be. Right. right, Tyrod Taylor, yeah. um, Zach Taylor, Taylor? And Burrow.
1: I don't see them necessarily knocking people out. That's that's one that I don't look at as being like the strongest for sure. You
0: know, you, we didn't we didn't give any respect to Brian Flores. Oh. I, I would not mess with Flores and Tua. No way. I, I,
1: Flores is in the mix for definitely like he, he I wouldn't fight Flores if you paid me big money. He don't mess with him. He's as tough as they come. So you're right. He's one. I, I guess I don't feel quite the same way about Tua as compared to some of those other big quarterbacks, but he would be uh, he would be a handful for sure. I mean, Joe Judge. I know he's no punk either with Daniel Jones and everything like that, but I'm not sure. First one out, yeah, I think I'd probably go with Taylor and Burrow. Sorry to disrespect you two guys that way. It's just a fun exercise. What What,
0: what, what, what about your guy Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur? Uh, that would be an interesting dynamic. I know. Does Rodgers just kind of try to avoid – you know, does he is he very cerebral while LaFleur is getting pummeled? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They're – yeah, they're they're it's too ha- fitting. If they're too the handsome case.
1: to be in that fighting that ring together. They, they'd be maybe they're in the corner, like you know, combing each other's hair, looking in the mirror. Uh, but yeah, I don't see them making it too far for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah hard hitting football analysis on this Tuesday edition of PFT Live. But every once in a while, you got to have some fun. We can only talk about the hardcore football stuff for so long, and when we return, we won't. We've got a special Tuesday PFT Live draft that we'll bring to you right after this. Quaker has been a trusted name in breakfast for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, and the ballpoint pen. And while a lot of things have changed since then, some things have stayed the same, like the great taste and quality of Quaker Oats. Quaker has something for everyone, like old-fashioned and quick oats, great for cooking and baking, or instant oatmeal in different flavors and varieties, whether it's lower sugar or added protein or fiber. Quaker Oats can satisfy the whole family. There's even quaker fruit fusion with real fruit pieces added vitamins and no artificial colors for a bold start to a bold morning quaker getting up to some good since 1877 look for quaker oats in your local grocery store around any corner within every battle and with the dawn of each new day the threat of the unexpected the unpredictable and the unrelenting lies in wait but Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. With
1: the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need.
0: I
1: don't care what anybody else on the staff has said. I I think you look just excellent in that jacket. You You did a great job designing them, Marv. I I think you were terrific with that. It's about time (laughs) that I received some credit.
0: (laughs) Wow. I I wonder if any of those jackets are still in existence. (laughs) Somebody didn't
1: like that jacket. I'm guessing it's Collinsworth. He was probably going, what? I got to put this on? Are you kidding I, me? <laughs> I,
0: I wonder I wonder what would happen if you tried to burn one of those things. It'd be like a rubber fire. Man, that is—that's a lot of leather or pleather
1: or whatever it is there. Whatever
0: but that is, that's an
1: old high-grade hide I,
0: mean, grade that's I a, like the purple.
1: I do too. That's like what year you think that is? I mean, that's old Giant Stadium, and that's, that's a Jets game there. So that's that—that's
0: got 1992 just written all over
1: it. Ooh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's—I I was going to say maybe a little later and go like '95 or something like that. But yeah, you're right. It's somewhere in that that range. That's there. that
0: weird cusp between the 80s and the 90s where everyone was kind of trap between the two decades i'd say 92 okay Let's see if we can find that out all right marv albert is retiring after the nba wow. season one of the all-time greats so uh we've decided to draft today the best nfl announcer catchphrase chris because you got the impromptu trivia question right earlier the only Hosman winner to come from a team with a losing record paul horning notre dame you get the first pick in this draft. It's very nice of you. Thank
1: you very much. Um, I, 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 You know, when I was growing up, Summerall and Madden was, I mean, that was life. And especially for a Giants football team in the 80s, I mean, I just felt like every Sunday I was listening to to John Madden, some, Pat Summerall, and, and John Madden especially. I mean, uh, his famous catchphrase is not even like English. That's the best part about it. <laughs> yeah, beep, bomb boom, ba." And this guy went here and it's just a boom, boom, beam. I mean, it was amazing. It was the coolest thing ever. I mean, a guy that made no sense at all. It made sense and was awesome. It was awesome on TV. His handwriting and circles were absolutely pitiful and horrible, but it looked awesome and just was the delivery was great. So uh, for me, that's as good as it gets growing up as a little kid. And even back now when I hear him, I'm always like I perk up legend for sure.
0: I think the word you're searching for is boom. Yes. I think that would be the catchphrase from Madden. Right. And what he combined, he combined the credibility of being a football guy, a coach, a guy who had been there and done that and knew how the sausage was made. But he had that infectious energy and his approach to the game was inclusive. That's one of the things that some announcers will trip into in order to impress others with their knowledge of the game, they alienate the average fan yes. by making it seem more complicated than it is. Right. Madden went the other way. He did. He made it seem far more simple than it really is, which made you wonder, is it really a lot more simple yeah, than the right. people inside the bubble want us to think it is?
1: Yeah, I, I hear you. You're right. And I think there's some that would probably go, I mean, to your point or that point, go, no, it's not. It's still about hitting, tackling, who's the most physical, all those type of things. You're right, but he he kept it very elementary, and I know that's I, I know like you know my aunt Wendy, we talk about all the time. Yeah, that, that she'd be the person loved John Madden and that type of stuff. Yeah, he wasn't getting into like oh and cover two, they're reading this slot receiver and all that. Yeah, ninety percent of the fans don't want to hear that crap. Don't even know what it means. It just doesn't matter. Uh, and he he kept it good for for all people watching, which was amazing.
0: And, and, you know, when I was a kid, it was Pat Summerall and Tom Brookshire. If they had the game, it was necessarily a big game. That's how you knew. That's how you knew. Because they're at the game that is the big game of the week. And then it became eventually Summerall and Madden. And, you know, this was more of a college football dynamic. And I'm sorry that I'm going to deviate from the rules here. But he now does NFL games for the Las Vegas Raiders on radio. But there was nothing that got the goosebumps going. The, the you know, the, just that 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 tingling sensation that this game is You're a right. big deal. Then hearing Brent Musburger say, "You are looking live." That that was the message that the next three hours of your life will not be wasted, even if it ends up being a blowout. At the front end, you had a feeling. That this was a big time game, a special game, an important game. Settle in, get your popcorn, get your beverage of choice, and get ready to enjoy some football. Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, listen, I I
1: don't think you're cheating here. Yeah, like I know he announced like all the college games, but even like again, growing up. He would kick it to the games right from NFL Studios and CBS yes. and you just that voice there, you know, we're going live, you know, however you said it, right? I mean, uh, yes. You are uh, looking live. You're looking live. You, you, yeah,
0: you know. You are looking live. I got the boom
1: in before too with that. Ingnogita. So no, it got yeah. You're funny. <laughs> you're funny. Uh, and you're, you're <laughs> All right, I really don't like you. All right, here we go. Too late, you <laughs> already said it. All right. Um I'm going to go with Dick Enberg is my next one. I mean, again, I know I'm going back to my childhood, but legend like, oh my, oh, oh my. I mean, that was, I, I wish I could do his voice better, but like him, I could just remember watching NBC. It's like Broncos and Elway, AFC Championship Sunday, and Elway makes a great throw and it's, oh my, what a throw by John Elway. Like, I, that was just amazing. So uh Dick Enberg just had like that silky, smooth voice, an unbelievable delivery, the ultimate professional. And to me, oh my is one of the great catchphrases in, in sports history.
0: Um, you know, it's funny. I had an inspiration there because the catchphrase has to be something that you use on a regular basis. Yeah. I I I I heard Joe Buck saying that is a disgusting act when Randy Moss pretended to moon the crowd at Lambeau Field, but that was a one time thing. It has to be something that you use yes. on a regular basis, ideally every week. It reminds me of the great sitcoms when you just waited, when you waited for that one character with that one line to say, "Did I do that or whatever it was?" So that's the true catchphrase, and that's why my next one goes way back to my own youth, back in the glory days of Monday Night Football when it was Frank Gifford, Howard Cosell, and Dandy Don Meredith, uh, because knew you were there. yeah, he knew when the game was over his catchphrase was his song right. turn out the lights the party's over the, and and you know it's funny in in uh, because my guess is like, initially, the producers were pissed off that he would do it. Not not like there were other choices for people to change the channel to in those days. But nowadays, anything you would say to suggest that there's reason to turn the station to something else, you'd get chastised for. He was basically saying, go ahead and turn off the TV. Go watch something else. Go do anything else. This thing's over.
1: Yeah, that, it, that, that would have been my my. I was really hoping you kind of maybe forgot about it. I, I probably should have picked it earlier. Because
0: you're I ain't I mean, that old. I mean, you, I'm old enough to remember it. I'm not old enough to forget it. Well,
1: I don't know. You for a second there, you were filibustering and everything. There, I was going, man, Mike's not prepared today. He's coming up with no, some I'm BS. Not pre- pick I'm here. fully prepared. All right, I just want to. I make sent sure. all my picks last night. Did you really? Damn, yes. I don't ever send my picks the night before. There's no chance that's happening. But uh, you're not going to sing it for us. Like you're not. You're not even going. to no. You're not even gonna give can. us a turn out the lights. The party's over and nothing? Okay, fine. We'll fine. do a duet. You wanna do it? No, I don't want it. I want a okay. solo by fine. you. That's what I want. All right, fine. Johnny Kiss, man. All right. Um All right, now I'm stuck. I, I, I feel like Speaking of not prepared. Well, no, I have some I have I have two ready to go. I want to pick Pat Summerall because he's on the board, but you're right. He has no catchphrase. But I am gonna talk about him for a second anyways. I don't give a damn. All right. Uh Pat Summerall, I do well, yeah, exactly. Can I use that? Like Matt Casey just said touchdown. Like to me his catchphrase was the fact of he could call a play with the least amount of words in the history of announcing. It would be like Montana, Rice, touchdown. I mean, that's a, I grew up with it. Sims, Bavaro, touchdown. So, you know, and I wish I could do it. All right, I'm going to use that. Yeah, Pat Summerall, touchdown. I don't know. It's, screw off. It's it's my draft. I'm taking who I want. I'm going to do that. I, I did well, think. I, I know. I, you can do whatever you I want. I know. I did think about, you know, um, Bill King with the Raiders and holy Tolino, right? That one, you know, that that's a really good one. And then I do think of my Gene Deckerhoff over, down in Tampa Bay with fire the cannons. Like the, that was two that I was going to go with. If I didn't go with Pat Summerall, but I got to go with Summerall.
0: The one thing about Summerall and Pete Demolaitis is sending us the video link, and I encourage everyone to check it out. He turned his reads for the CBS primetime programming, specifically the program Murders She uh, Wrote in yeah. the theater, right. with his pause murder. between murder and murder.
1: She, and wrote. she wrote because
0: there's a comma after murder in the title to the show. So they did have fun in their own way. Yeah, And Summerall was just, you know, former kicker who became one of the best, if not the best play by play voices of all time. Right. And it's Look, it's there's a price to be paid for chain smoking. But it does give you one hell of a voice. One hell of it, a it, voice. It, it, John Facenda, Pat Summerall, smoke those cigarettes because, man, it resonates. It's baritone and it's memorable. And, uh, uh, I, I yeah, I mean, Pat, Pat Summerall was the guy. I mean, that's the common link. Whether it was Tom Brookshire, John Madden, whoever, when it was Pat Summerall, that was a big deal.
1: Yeah. He lived to 83, too. Damn, I mean, that's that's good. You won. You get to the 80s, you win. So, I mean, smoked cigarettes, sounded awesome, and got to the 80s. Win, win, win for Pat Summerall. But, yeah, amazing. I mean, really. And his voice was like that in person, too. I, I could just, as a young kid, can still remember the few Saturday practices I was at and Pat Summerall and John Madden walking around the field talking as the Giants were going through a walkthrough on those days, and I used to watch them more than I watched the Giants. And even Pat Summerall would say hi, you'd hear that voice, man, just, just amazing.
0: Uh, last one for me, and this is not a national voice, but this is one of my few good friends in the business, Paul Allen, the catchphrase that I think I, it came from his horse racing. I'm, I know this. I've talked to him about it because he does horse racing in Minnesota, and he used it for Adrian Peterson when Adrian Peterson started to bust those seventy-five-yard touchdown runs. And he's loose and he yells it and it is awesome. And uh, I, I he he does it when he's confident he's not going to get caught. And that's it. And the guy's gone. And I he still does it. I think he was going to try to retire it when Adrian Peterson left the Vikings, but he still uses it for Cook. the Vikings games when the guy when it's Dalvin Cook or whoever right. whoever gets free. And he's loose. It could be a defensive return. It could be a kick return. Whatever it is, and he's loose once he's loose. Wow. You are
1: just some kiss-ass of a friend. I'll tell you. Look at you. Calling it. Look at you. Unbelievable. Wearing a purple shirt, just showing total Vikings favoritism over here. That's what you're doing. Unbelievable. You're the one that was
0: talking about firing the cannons. <laughs> I know. The only, the only, when you were in Tampa, they were firing the cannons at you. <laughs> well, yeah. They were firing the cannon because I just <laughs> threw a pick six. or I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Get this guy off the field. That's why you threw the football into the cannon hole. That was your defense against right. the cannon ball Shut coming that for damn your thing spleen. Up. That's right. Shut that damn All thing right. up. Okay. Let's take a break. We'll wrap up this Tuesday edition of PFT Live right after this. Significant day yesterday for the National Football League. Kelly Klein, Executive Director of Football Operations and Special Advisor to the GM in Denver, comes over from Minnesota, believed to be the highest ranking woman in scouting in NFL history. Let's not forget, Amy Trask was the president of the Raiders. Uh, So, you know, the glass ceiling to a certain extent has been shattered, but not in football operations. There's been no female GM. Kelly Klein, some believe, Chris, now on track to eventually become a general manager of an NFL team.
1: Yeah, it seems that way. I mean, it's a great step for the NFL and sports and everything, you know, to go along with it. It really is. And, you know, the qualifications are are there, you know, too. The, 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 The role she had with the Minnesota Vikings. And, again, to add into that, like what the Vikings, they've been one of the teams you would you would make as a poster child for kind of kicking butt in the draft and building the team the right way, right, Mike? I mean, it's kept your team pretty relevant here for the past 10, 12 years. So awesome to see, glad to see it, and uh, major strides in, in the NFL as far as that's concerned.
0: The Vikings, meanwhile, promoted several females into higher roles in the front office. They promoted Taylor Young, Carolina De Felice and Caitlin Zarecki in player personnel roles and look the more females are involved in coaching jobs front office jobs it's just it's a matter of numbers eventually there will be a female who emerges from the pack and is regarded as good enough to be a general manager yeah. and to be a head coach well yeah it's, it's just a matter of time I agree it's just a matter of time before it, your your favorite movie Wildcats
1: comes to life I, I mean I don't disagree you know because like listen I I, I have like I got a friend or two that texts yesterday like man like you know those girls didn't even play football and i i send back oh it doesn't matter and trust me there's a lot of front office people in the nfl that never played football either that are men so it means nothing and that's where
0: everybody's just got to get over it that's it for today's pft live everybody enjoy your tuesday we'll see you tomorrow morning see ya turn out the lights the yeah, party's is. over